On this episode of the podcast, I speak with Nicole Kampog from Rankin Inlet, Nunavut. Nicole, who now lives in Iqaluit, is a designer and craftsperson who works with skins, furs, bone, and antler. We go particularly in-depth on her work with seal skins and footwear, focusing in on the labors and inspirations of merging seal skin with shoes. This is a wonderfully interesting episode, and if you'd like to see more of Nicole's work, please check out her Facebook page under EMV Artisan. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the episode. <laughs> cool. So, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Nicole Kampog, and um, um, I live in Nikaluit, Nunavut. Um, originally from Rankin Inlet, Nunavut. Um, but this is where I live and make my life and do my hobbies. <laughs> what are your hobbies? <laughs> Um, I have a really fascinating um, hobby, which is, um, I want to say, designing or adorning. I don't, it's um, making sealskin high heels or um, adorning already made shoes with sealskin. Maybe I can say I'm a designer of a sort. (laughs) Um, But that is my, uh, one of my biggest hobbies is doing the seal skin shoes, um, mostly to, uh, mostly to promote seal skin, because it's so important up here for us. Okay, so I'm going to go, I might go a little deep on the, on the shoe thing, because I very much like shoes, and I find uh, the images that I've seen of your shoes, I find them to be quite stunning um and i'm quite jealous of the people when i see them wear them on their feet so how so <laughs> um to, to um so how did you get into designing shoes with sealskin or merging shoes with sealskin yeah yeah uh that's, i like that merging um <laughs> i might use that because i'm always i'm always stuck for you know i don't want to say i make the shoes because it's not the shoes people will bring me the shoes that they like or that they're really comfortable in or if i see a really cool design um and they think oh that looks cool and so i do that so i like the i like the word merging um i had um um, I mean, first of all, I love seal skin, so I usually always have uh, quite an abundance of it. Um, but the fellow in Labrador who I had got my seal skin from, he had sent me three low—I want to say low quality, but probably you know quite thin seal skin. But the patterns on them were amazing. You know, lots of spots and color. Um, and I just thought it was too much of a waste to just not do anything with them. Um, so I had an old pair of boots, not old; they were new, but I'd ne- and I'd never, u- but I'd never used them, so they were kind of in storage. And I thought, I wonder if um, this would look nice. I put them on the top of the boot; they turned out so pretty. I thought I'm going to try with a, a pair of high heels. So I found a cheap pair of, uh, I'm not cheap, inexpensive pair of stilettos <laughs> um, on, um, you know, on our local South Swap on 
yeah, on Facebook. Um, they weren't expensive, and I thought, you know, they're. I'm gonna try, and I did. I tried. I thought, wow, this is. So the whole time I'm thinking, um, because Inuit, we're so proud of our uh, our seal skin that we're always wanting to use it, you know, for big events. Um, to dress up, to go to important meetings, like men are men are wearing their vests and their ties and their little bow ties, and they're always looking. Um, I find that people from up north, Inuit especially, are looking for new ways to use sealskin. So when I started doing when when I was started doing these stilettos, I thought, wow, that's <laughs> That's pretty cool, you know. That's one extra thing that we can use seal skin for, um, and it kind of went from there. I did the I did the stilettos. Um, I I'm glad that it was on those stilettos that I I realized that you can't just use one pattern for both shoes. Ah. You had to um, right. So I thought, oh, I'm going to just use this one pattern, flip it over, and use it for the other shoe. But it doesn't work like that. I have to make an individual pattern for each shoe, um, which, I'm, like I said, you know, me and my husband, we're trying to figure it out, and we came up with the answer together. And like I said, I'm so glad it was the very first pair that I realized that with. I would have yeah. <laughs> wasted a lot of seal skin. <laughs> I would have wasted a lot of seal skin had it been later on down the road. So you don't have a closet of uh, trial and error attempts? <laughs> um, well, so not in the, not in the, um, not in the sense of patterns. Um, sometimes some shoes I do have a couple on the shelf that are half done because I don't like the way they look or they're not um, sitting properly on the shoe or something. So there's a couple there, but like literally like maybe two. So not a whole bunch. So that, that, that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you were, uh, when you first decided or had the creative spark to do the shoes were you uh were you crafting before that were you did you do you have uh formal or experiential artist experience or was this kind of just a th oh, something you like just it really um, struck you in the moment um i do i think i've always been creative um i think it comes from my father he was always creative always doing stuff with everything around him. So I think that was something that I grew up with. And um, and then, so I, um, I, I find that I'm not afraid to try new things to see how it works. I'm curious about how things work, so, um, or how things might work. So I just try. Um, um, I just try to see how it comes out. And if I like it then I'll do it more so the, the shoes that they just, it just came to me I've been sewing um I remember being a small child in Rankin and Rankin at school learning to sew I can still remember the first pair of mitts I made out of duffel when I was just you know a wee kid in 
um, elementary school. So I've been sewing, and then my aunt and my grandma and my mother, they all sewed um, around me throughout my whole life. So I think it's just, um, I think it was just a part of me, something that I was interested in. So, um, so it's kind of stuck with me. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I'm, I do, I do all sorts of different art. Um, I've been getting into doing mandala dot art, um, when I don't feel like doing shoes, um, what we do, um, beading and we also make beautiful jewelry from the other parts of the animals that we harvest for food. Um, caribou antler, uh, we make um, earrings, um, walrus tusks, um, what else is there, narwhal tusks, muskox moths, like, and we all make jewelry that, um, that we all just love. Uh, so it's just, I think it's just something that comes naturally. Cool. Uh, this might be an unfair question. Do you have a particular material that you like to work with the most? Like, like is working with seal skin what you like to do the most? Or is it kind of just, uh, again, just how you feel on that day <laughs> type? Um, yeah, it's mostly like, so, so um, the nice thing about this being a hobby is that I can pick and choose what I want to do and when I want to do it. Um, I don't like to take orders because I don't want to get, um, I don't want to be inundated with the same order of a shoe and then get bored with it and bored with the seal skin. Right. I really do love working with, I do love working with seal skin because it's, um, I mean, I love to pet it. It's so weird, right? <laughs> but I love to, it's so soft. And I just love looking at the patterns. I really probably mostly love working with seal skin. Um, it really is amazing. Um, but, but it depends on what I feel like doing. I haven't been feeling like it for the last probably month or more. Um, but I picked um, I, I had a couple of pairs of shoes sitting on the table last night. Um, that I almost finished in one sitting. Um, oh, wow. And I thought, Yes, I know. It was, they were sitting there for so long, and then I, my uh, my husband was sitting in the living room, and I said, "Ah, uh, these shoes have been sitting here for like a month or more." And I said, <laughs> "I sit down for maybe an hour," and I said, "They're almost done." I maybe an I mean that that wasn't doing the patterns or anything. Right. Um, but it was. Um, but they're almost finished. I thought, wow, they didn't need to sit there that long. <laughs> um, but it is. Uh, but it is whatever whatever we feel like doing, you know, uh, we do beading, you know, um, making bracelets and necklaces, but that, I mean, we tried that just to try it out and that's, um, something we haven't done again. Um, we always try different things, but, but mostly for me, I can sit down and do sealskin and I really enjoy it when it's, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. In in terms of in terms of the shoe from say conception to 
realization is it um uh, again you don't have to give away trade or proprietary secrets if you don't mm -hmm. want to uh, it, it uh, how how long does it take is it labor intensive and not labor intensive necessarily in a drudgery way but more um like kind of like uh i'm, I'm talking with my hands now so you can't see me so that doesn't help <laughs> at all uh <laughs> more, more like, like it, it does it does it involve a lot of like small cuts and dexterity or and yeah um it does it does uh chris it's um um so when I say, well, if I see a shoe and I think, wow, that looks really great in seal skin, um, I have to, like, there are certain shoes that I don't like doing um, and certain style of, uh, or certain shapes that I don't like doing because um, it's more difficult and I have to make more cuts in the seal skin in order to fit around a shoe or on a shoe. Right, okay. Um, I've I, yeah, I recently did a pair with some fox fur. And I thought, wow, those would look really great with sealskin and shared fox fur. But um, the way that I had to do it is I had to make a cut right down the center of the shoe so you can see a huge seam. I don't like how it looks. Mm. Um, but, and you know, and I'm, and I'm the artist of it, of course. Or, you know, artists tend to be more... Um, <laughs> Uh, more harsh on themselves, right? Um, but um, when I have to, when I have, when I look at a shoe and then I want to do it, um, I, you know, I do have to think about how the seal skin's going to go on and um, what direction it's going to go, um, what else I'm, I'm going to put on it if I wanted to put box fur. Um, but I think. Once I have that, once I figure out the patterning, patterning of it, the patterning, if that's even a word, the pattern of it, um, then it's usually pretty quick um, if all goes well. <laughs> um, a pair of flats, I did a pair of ballerina flats last night, and those are relatively quick. I'm almost done them. I probably have about 10% left of work to do on them. But there, there's, you know, say if somebody needed something rushed done, I can get those done like in a night. I mean, okay. I don't like to let them go in in, in a night. Uh, if I okay, so if I was doing from conception to the end, it's a, um, straight, maybe three hours for a pair of shoes. Okay. If I was going to sit in a, but it didn't work like that because I have a, <laughs> uh, a five-year-old child that <laughs> when she is home, um, she doesn't allow me to have anything, do anything else. Yeah. Um, but if I, so I've, I've rushed before. Um, I've had to rush before. And, you know, if, if I have two nights and there's about two or three hours in those two days that I can, then I can get a finished product out. Um, I don't like to say how long it takes because some people are like, oh yeah, you can do me a pair in this right. many hours. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
but it really all depends on the shoe and um, and what say say you, for instance, if you had asked me for something specific, like say you wanted a caribou button as well or caribou um, lace pearl, like you want caribou pearls on the ends of your laces or something like that, then it would take a little bit longer, right? right. I didn't even know but one could ask basic, for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There was a. I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend of mine, and he's um, he um, uh, where's he? He's in Halifax, um, and he's he's so fantastic. He's like, I want a pair of ring sealed boots, and then I want you to put a caribou button on the back. And I did, and he wore them to um, I think it was to a liberal party function. So of course the prime minister was there. And, he was showing off his shoes to him, and they thought he was fabulous. But they were <laughs> kind of custom for him because that's what you know, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, I did another pair of um, stiletto, um, stiletto, uh, dyed red heels with um, uh, sealskin leather insoles, um, sealskin leather ties. And then we had carved out some pearl, um, caribou antler pearls um, for them um, because they were going to be in a gallery. Ah. So, yeah. So there's um, not there's not too much that we can't. I, I don't even want to say what we can't do. Um, <laughs> we, we tried to. We no. We tried to um, come up with different things. Right. Right. Yeah, we we, we may want to go back. Including to include pearls and stuff like that, right? <laughs> we mm. we we may want to go back and edit this out so you so people don't get expectations of you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, That's I, what I was I, thinking I cut myself there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I, I realized <laughs> that too with the questions. Like, well, these these are. I'm very interested in the process, but uh, you know, you don't want to. <laughs> Don't want to put Nicole under pressure here. Don't need someone calling up on Saturday saying, I'm getting married at seven tonight. Can you do me a pair of shoes? I know, right? (laughs) And I do, like, I had, uh, I had, I had one of the uh, members of a band send me a message last night. And he says he has this big thing for the Junos in March and I'm like yeah um, anything you want because it's a huge stage right you right. know promoting seal skin like that so of course I would do it and I was thinking to myself after I said yes I'm like okay how many weeks away is March <laughs> um, and how can I get a pair of shoes in his size right <laughs> but of course I would um, because I know I can but I don't want to uh, yeah I don't want to um, make too many uh give uh i don't want to give too many expectations right yeah like you said <laughs> <laughs> well it, it you you did assert that it that it was a hobby first and not a not a business you're not a you're not an on time yes. on on online shoe retailer so <laughs> yeah I, I would i would hope yeah. interested people would be considerate of that so yeah, and I do, you know, I put that right on, like, a, you know, on our Facebook page. Um, um, I think um, I think that's one of the first things I see on there, that, uh, or somewhere along there, that it is a hobby. Um, 
and I when I post on Instagram, I do say, you know, I, I'll hashtag, I love my hobby, or, you know, this is my hobby, or something like that, just so I don't want, uh, I know people sometimes get annoyed that they see the, the shoes, and then they're like, oh, damn, I can't get them, I'm so annoyed every time she posts. Not, <laughs> not everybody thinks like that, but I think to myself, I'm very conscious of when I am uh, posting, I think, oh, I don't... You know, um, I'm going to say that, yes, they will be available or, you know, um, they're going to be available at this craft fair or I will post on on my Facebook page when some come available. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do try to be conscious of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the fl- the flip side too is you you have that uh, that exclusivity desire, <laughs> the irony well, of that, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, Chris, when I met you at the um, at the trade show, um, and I was there, of course, not with the booth selling stuff, but people were asking me, "Where's your booth? Where's your booth?" Because I was there a couple of years ago. I was at the trade show selling. Um, but I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not here. I don't have a booth. I don't have a booth. Um, and then there's this one fellow from one of the airlines. He's like, hey, you know, I wore my shoes today. My colleagues or my clients, they want to know. And I finally just told him because he's always telling me. Um, you know, he's always marketing my shoes. I should give him a free <laughs> pair of shoes for doing that because yeah. <laughs> he's always coming up and telling me. Um, but I just told him, I said, finally, I said, you know what you can tell this president of that company that you just talked to? Tell him that I made those specifically for you and that I only made them because I know you. And I said, you know, how great is that? That's so exclusive that only you have that pair of shoes, right? So I'm starting to do that, um, starting to say that, well, you know, um, for, you know, for, for certain people, uh, uh, you know, I'll rush to do something or, um, so it does give that little bit of exclusivity, right? Not yeah. everybody has them and not everybody can get them. So yeah, I, I say that too, you know, even though it's, it's, so it's a hobby, I do it when I want, but I also just throw that in there too, right? No, yeah, it's exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all, it also, uh, I, I, I'm not that obviously my approval or anything counts for anything but it's a i think it's an interesting way to build different relationships between artists and creative people and the people who are you know not not simply looking at the product but also in this case wearing it so it's not you know you're not it's not simply just a a craft on a table and then it's you know the exchange isn't just monetary so Yes, yes, exactly. It's uh, it's it, it is more meaningful, right? You know, and um, and you know who has you find the ones that have a really good deep appreciation for seal skin and what it means, and um, which is you know which is something that's really important to me. I might not have the same kind of voice as 
um, Alicia Anastas Boril has with her movie Angry Enos, but I still feel everything that she feels in that, right, you know, um, because it is so important to us up here, and I would love if people, you know, if we can get sealskin ma- mainstream again, right, um, and you know that people that want to, um, they're wanting it for the beauty of it, and also because they want to they want to support um Inuit and and the seal hunt and things like that right um so i really appreciate that um when people you know when people are going to when i know somebody's going to be on the big stage or on a big stage wanting a pair of seal skin shoes absolutely i'll do it because it's going to get it out there more right and it's, people are going to see it and they're going to maybe not have that not everybody thinks Seal skin's bad, but it's going to get people talking. Oh, well, I thought it was bad. You know, why is that person wearing it? Oh, well, it's because it's not bad, or, you know. Um, so so there is that aspect of it as well, you know, people that want to promote and, and support. So I like that. Yes. Uh, where do you – you had mentioned that you were sourcing skins from uh, somewhere in Labrador. Do you – do you – kind of uh do a broad-based search for skins and and or other materials or or i guess the simple Um, question then is where where do you or how do you get your materials um a lot of different places actually um different so you know when we have trade shows here in the conduit um lots of different uh, much similar to the one that i met you in um in the in the business area there's it's i i don't know if you had seen it or not but there was a couple of companies selling furs right um so i go and and that is where i like to go to pick out certain skins right like um, there's this one for you that comes up to Echaluit. And, and he, some of the first that I get from him that I handpick, he's told me that are Nunavut first. Uh-huh. They have come up from Nunavut. The, the, the ring seals, they came from Nunavut, and then they were um, commercially tanned in another country, I think. Um, there was a tannery in Greenland that does really quality, good tanning, commercial tanning. Um, and I think that our Nunavut seal skins were sent there for tanning, and then he got them back and sold them to us. Nunavut, and he's from Quebec, but that's all. That's all okay, <laughs> um, because the quality I find the quality is uh, of the commercially tanned skins are really, um, really nice. They're very supple, easy to work with. Right. Um, so there, so the um, and then um, where else? Sometimes our Nunavut Art Arts and Crafts Association, Nunavut Art and Crafts Association, has um, a sale of their uh, Nunavut furs. When I travel, like I've traveled to um, Labrador not too long ago, there was a store there that um, had some good quality um, and reasonably priced natural seal skins. There's also a plate. There's also um, a company in Montreal, um, but most of my skins I get from uh, a friend of mine in Labrador. Um, he he sells them. He's one he's one man, uh, and he usually has some really great quality um, furs from time to time. Not all the time. 
but he's got every color under the sun. And, you know, he's just a family man. He's got two kids out of his house. He's like 70,000 other jobs and <laughs> does the local fuel delivery and, uh, you know, sells your skins and makes snowshoes. Like, he does all these different things. So I don't mind supporting somebody like that. I'm, I'm not sure where he gets them. He might get them from Newfoundland. Um but most of my skins come from him. Um, so yeah, all over the place, really. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where do you get, uh, like, if you're working with caribou antler or other materials, is it sim- similar type distributors, or oh, is that no, more are... from hunters directly? That, that's right, from hunters. I get, um, you know, I get um, people saying, oh, there's lots of caribou on the land in Rankin, where I'm from. Right. They're like, oh, I'm just going to go and uh, I'll pick you up some caribou antlers off the ground. I'm like, awesome, <laughs> right? I can make some beautiful jewelry with that. So then I'll just send them on the... See, the nice thing about Nunavut is that, you know, it's no... Um, it's it's never... you um, How do you say? You would never... Fl- even bother to blink an eye if you've seen somebody coming off the airplane carrying a rack of um, caribou antlers or right. <laughs> a muskox horn or or ivory tusks, right? You know, you don't even it doesn't even phase people. So, you know, my uh, my best friend's brother here say, "Oh, I'm going to send you some more, and so and so is going to carry it." I'm like, "Okay, I'll go meet him at the airport." Um, and then. You know, my uh, I have a nephew in Coral Harbor. He's a hunter, and um, if he ha- if he has has uh, some walrus tusks from a walrus hunt, then um, I'll ask to buy them from him. Be- even though he's my nephew, I still want to be able to support him as being a hunter, right? Right. So, so I don't mind to pay for it. Um, muskox, if you know, if I know people, most there's a lot of muskox in the Western Arctic. So I know that the local hunters and trappers organization there has loads and loads of it. So if I wanted to buy one, I could buy one side for $40 um, and then have somebody carry it over to Echadwit for for me. Um, Narwhal tusks are a little bit, there's a little bit, not even a process, really. You just got to make sure they have the tag. If somebody's trying to sell you a whole tusk, you just have to make sure they have a, a hunting permit tag, or sorry, an export permit tag to go with that tusk. Right. Um, to ensure yeah. that it was uh, harvested yeah, legally. Yeah, to make sure it was harvested. Yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> that was really loud. I'm sorry. Of no course. Um, but, uh, um, so, so that's a bit different. I mean, and I can go, uh, I uh, I like to go to the HTO here in town when they have sales, but you have to be so fast, Chris. Like, <laughs> the, the, ladies, the ladies in town, man, they're quick. <laughs> you know, you go and all the best skins, like even when NACA has their local sale, like, I swear to God, you have to line up like hours in advance. <laughs> um, you need someone on the inside so usually, to get the, to get yeah, the, to get the text yeah, message. You have to be, you know, <laughs> send you the money. Yeah. <laughs> pick some out. Pick some nice ones out. Um, 
So, so sometimes if I can, if I can get to those, um, to those sales that they sometimes have in town at the Hunters and Truckers Associations, I can, um, I, I, I like to be able to hand pick the sales skins and not too particular about the walrus or the muskox or um, the narwhal tusks. Right. I'll just take whatever I can get, right? <laughs> there is, um, and there is um, one, um, I can't tell you where I got it, <laughs> but I, not too long ago, well, probably a couple of years ago now, I acquired some sealskin leather. Okay. And, um, and that I thought, wow, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be wonderful to make like leather, leather shoes, but sealskin leather? So I, um, I still have yet to do that um, on a pair of shoes. Um, um, but I, you know, it's a bit different when working with fur. I, I don't mind to. To, to merge fur with already made leather, but putting leather on leather is a little bit different. So I'm trying to figure out a process for that. But um, I know Greenland, um, you can get in Greenland um, seal skin leather products, which are beautiful. You can't even, I think, um, I mean, you can't really tell what kind of leather it is. Um, and some people don't like necessarily to have fur, but. Anyways, I think it's really fantastic material. <laughs> <laughs> I should have I, I should have asked this when we were specifically on that, but uh, is there any particular um, tools or uh, yeah, I'll just use tool it, that you have to use to work with the seal skin, or is it, it just kind of like I guess do you have a specialized setup would be the easiest way to phrase it. <laughs> Um, no, I don't, um, Chris, I've, I'm going to be honest with you, most of the work I do is just at my, my kitchen table. I don't even have a specific room. I like to be out in um, the main area with my family around me. So I don't have a little, you know, workshop that I go in and do the shoes. Um, I just kind of, so, so there is no, there is no specific setup at a rolly case with all of my tools and the, the only real tool that I absolutely need to have is a very sharp, um, a very sharp blade, um, a rolling blade. I don't know what they're called. Like they roll on a mat, a rolling blade and then a straight pointy blade. Um, um, those are the, the, if I didn't have those, I wouldn't be able to do it, right? Because it's so, so specific, such a specific cut and you can't, um, you get, yeah, yeah, the pat, you know, doing the pattern is really, um, is really precise. So you have to have good sharp, so it's like, um, you know, probably a hundred replacements for the, I want to say exacto knife. I don't think that's the right word. It's like a blade. Um, uh, it's a pointy blade. It's not an exacto knife. It could be. But uh, anyways, I have like 50 blades always on standby because um, when you're cutting that much skin and leather, um, it dulls them um, right. quite quickly. So, 
always have to make sure I have a have those um, those blades on hand. Um, what else? Is it a yeah? Mostly those things. Is it a special blade or like is it a is it a craft knife or is it? A, a hunting yeah, knife? Yeah, maybe or... that's what it's called. Um, what? Sorry, what, what did you say after craft knife? Oh, a hunting knife? Because I know there are, uh, for field dressing, there are replaceable blades for uh, that hunters use down uh, down south anyways. And similarly, they, they just replace the blade rather than sharpening the knife. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, no, this is like, I want to say like a craft knife, like... Um, you know, uh, it's similar to what a a, a scalpel. Um, right. Okay. I, I just, it must be called a craft knife, but um, I God, I wish I had a scalpel. Those things are sharp for <laughs> so long. I remember having a disposable one years and years and years ago. It lasted me so long. <laughs> it was so sharp. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's a, it's a disposable, just the, the blades. But I don't throw the blades away because we use those blades um, because they're not dull enough for to just to trash. Right. So the one, once I'm done using it for seal skin, I'll put it into another uh, little container, and then we will bring that to our little workshop for the jewelry, you uh. know, if we need to do any kind of etching or making lines. So, um for even carving. Um, I mean, when we're carving, we use files and a little bit stronger knives. Um, but sometimes we need those. So so, we, so I'm not just throwing them away. We're using them until they're broken. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, oh. but really, no, um, yeah, but really those are the only, the only, two things that I really need because you need to cut those. It just makes more work for me if I cut it off or if I make it too small. Um, that's just a waste of seal skin, which I hate doing. <laughs> it, I, I find seal skin so precious that when I, and although I, I do have a lot of seal skin, I just, um, I never like to waste it. I usually have bags and bags uh, that I'll try to give to, I mean, I'll try and keep for a long time, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to use them. But I will, you know, I would never throw them away. I give them to local ladies who do crafts, right? So, right. Um, not big enough for me to use, but um, big enough for people to make crafts out of, right? Right. <laughs> do you make, uh, do you make, jackets or coats with seal skin or, or is it more parkas and then fur lined or is it uh, no, everything I, have, I haven't made uh, pardon me I, I just or that I just said or is it just again kind of the same approach you just make what is what is needed or what you are inspired to make <laughs> yeah it is I mean in the, um, you know probably in the 2000s the beginning of 2000s um, I was making um parkas with sealskin trim on them um and that was just for aesthetics right, right. i haven't made it, to make a full um sealskin parka either is going to be all hand sewn or all fur machine sewn it's a little bit more difficult to do all that sealskin um on a regular um sewing machine right um 
So, and I don't have a fur machine. Um, um, and I, and, and I have, but I'm not saying that I'm not going to, I, I <laughs> do have, um, I just have to make a pattern for my daughter's coat. I have a, probably like a 15 square foot black harp seal skin. Oh. <laughs> just beautiful. But I'm, I'm waiting to make a pattern for a coat that, um, I like, and then I'm going to do her a full seal skin coat. Um, I haven't figured out if I'm going to all hand stitch it or if I'm going to use a fur machine. So um, most of the coats I do are just regular material. Uh, uh, Commander, Radiac, Hollow Fill. Lightweight but very warm. I don't think I ever asked you what your uh, Facebook name is or like for where people can go and see your products. Oh, I shouldn't say products because that puts too much pressure. Uh, go and see your works. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, because they could see my work. Um, yeah. uh, it's EMB Artisan, E-N-B. Um, and we also have an Instagram under EMB Artisan. Um, I think it's also on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter as much as I once did. Right. But that is where you can come and see all of the different things that we do, from mandala art to um, earrings to um, mitts and hats. And then, of course, your skin shoes. Yes. Yeah, and there's always, you know, and Chris, uh, you're welcome to, to tell me if there's anything specific that you would like eventually or non, you know, not by a certain time. Yeah, oh, <laughs> if yeah, there's yeah. something that you like, <laughs> you're always welcome to ask. I, I tell people that they can ask. Um, there's no harm in asking. Right, yes. I do what I can when I can, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have been doing I have been doing a little bit of research on a, on a pair of, on a style of shoe that would be that uh oh nice so uh i'll, yeah, I'll do a, i'll do a little bit more uh, and uh once once this goes once this goes up and you you know you you're complete completely trust me and uh <laughs> then yeah. th- then i think we can <laughs> yeah, th- th- exactly. then then i think we'll go we can go from there so <laughs> okay then chris well anytime that you decide you just let me know we'll do, well thank you very much uh, you're most welcome yeah. and um Thanks, Chris. It was nice chatting with you. Oh, it, it was wonderful. It, it was my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.